0: Hey, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. It doesn't cost you anything to work with us and you'll pay the same as if you booked directly through Disney. So you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send me an email at wes wes at mickeyworldtravel.com and now on to the show. everyone, welcome to episode 121 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and I hope you all are enjoying your last few days of summer. It's a, a, little, a little sad around my house right now because our, our kids are going back to school on Monday. I know a lot of parents probably look forward to their kids going back, and there are definitely good things about it, but we, we really like having the kids around and uh, and I'm going to miss seeing them around the house during the day it's it's kind of it's Crazy how at the beginning of summer you have all these, all these plans and big ideas, and then it, it starts and and before you know it it's over, and you find yourself wondering where the time went. And um, I I swear as they get older, time seems to go by faster and faster. So we we try to soak it in as as much as we can. Um, I'm sure many of you can relate, but we we did have a, a really great summer, and and we do have some things uh, coming up to look forward to. And speaking of things to look forward to, I will be attending the D23 Expo in Anaheim on September 9th, 10th, and 11th. Uh, at the the last Expo, where they made the, the big announcements about the Wish and Lighthouse Point, I was I was really jealous that I wasn't able to be there in person, so I, I, I told myself that I, I would try to make it to the next one, and, and I'm fortunate uh, enough that I was able to make it happen. I am expecting that there will be some exciting announcements about the uh, the future of Disney Cruise Line. So I'm I'm really excited to be there in person to be able to, to record my own content and uh, and hopefully do a little networking. I'm uh, I'm sure I'll be sharing real time updates on my social media pages. So be sure to follow my accounts in in case anything breaks. Um, you know maybe the name of the next ship in the fleet will be announced uh, at D23. Uh, who knows? That's one thing that I'm hoping for. Also, speaking of exciting things to come, there have been two major announcements from Disney Cruise Line in the couple weeks since I last talked to you all. The big announcement is a couple weeks old at this point, but Disney Cruise Line has dropped its vaccine requirement for kids ages 11 and under uh, for cruises departing September 2nd and beyond. So while I was Sort of expecting and hoping that they would make more changes that would kind of closer align their policies with what the other major cruise lines are doing. Um, At least it's uh, at least it's some progress. And the other update uh, just came this past week when Disney announced that traditional character meet and greets would return to the fleet by August 29th, which means... That by the time you are hearing this podcast, people will be hugging the characters on board once again. Uh, so that's definitely exciting stuff. I've I've already seen um, social media posts of these interactions on board, which makes me so excited. Uh, you know about another step toward the return to uh, to a normal cruise experience. And I'm also hearing that there may be another announcement coming this week, but I'll keep quiet on that one until it's officially confirmed by Disney Cruise Line. So um, like I said, lots of fun stuff to, to look forward to. And lastly, in the spirit of exciting things to come, I, I I can't remember if I've shared it on this show before, but my family is planning to go to Alaska next summer with Disney Cruise Line, uh, which is exactly what we are going to be talking about in this week's episode. So let's get to it. Disney Cruise Line finally returned to Alaska this summer for the first time in almost three years. It's hard to believe it had been that long, but between the canceled cruises and the specific timing of these itineraries, it... It had been a long time since the the wonders sailed through the inside pastures of southeast Alaska. I've said it many times before, this is one of the best experiences that Disney Cruise Line has to offer, and if you ever have the chance to do it, I I promise you won't regret it. I've been wondering about the Alaska cruise experience uh, this summer, and fortunately my friend Chris recently sailed there with his family, so I thought it would be fun to chat with him about his cruise. He did some cool things that I can't wait to ask him about, and so let's get to it. Chris, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having
1: me again, Wes. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. So my my family's actually scheduled to to go back to Alaska next June. Um, so if you see me like writing things down or if I'm slow to respond to something, it's because I'm, I'm over here taking notes, uh, preparing for, for next summer. So uh, just a, just an FYI on that. So this cruise you did was a seven-night cruise, right? Correct. And it was was it the traditional stops? It was Ketchikan, um, Skagway, Juneau, and then a visit to uh, to Tracy Arm. Is that right? Correct. Okay, awesome. And did you actually end up going to Tracy Arm or sometimes they have to like reroute to the Endicott Arm because they're sort of right... You know? So yeah,
1: so we ended up going to Sawyer Glacier instead of Dawes Glacier.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, so it was... Which actually
1: I think worked out better because once we did that, we'll get to it later, we did the Glacier Explorer. Yeah. We got to see two glaciers. We went to a smaller Sawyer than awesome. a the regular Sawyer.
0: That's awesome. So yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure Sawyer is the Tracy Arm portion of it. So yeah, I definitely want to get into that. So if I remember correctly, this was your, you've done a Alaska with Disney before, but it was five nights, is that correct? So this was your first seven-night Alaska cruise, is that right?
1: Correct. We'd done the five-night in the past I just went to Dawes, Glacier and Ketchikan and had two sea days, so okay. this was, we got two more ports on this one. So
0: what are your what are your thoughts on the five nights versus the seven nights?
1: The five nights was kind of, we considered to be like a three or four night to kind of just dip
0: our toes and see if we liked Alaska. All right.
1: And because we're not cold-weather people at all, and we loved it, and that's why we went back.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I uh, th- I think it's great how you said that. It's it's almost like taking a three or four night cruise out of you know Port Canaveral just to you know first time cruisers see if you like it, see if you know cruising is your thing. That's a great way to uh, to kind of start off your experience in Alaska if if you're not uh, you know used to the cold weather. So um, so before we get to your actual cruise, I know that sailing out of because these uh, cruises depart from Vancouver, so. Alaska has, excuse me, Canada has different rules about, you know, departing from, from a, a cruise port in, in, in Canada. So what was different about kind of the pre-arrival protocols or, or, you know, the pre-cruise protocols for Canada? I know there's an, what is it called, Air Can or something like that? They that need to fill they have out. So
1: Arrive Can. Arrive
0: Can, yep. Which, was
1: an, which is an app you have to download, mm-hmm. but you can't register through the app. You have to go on your computer. You have to set up a profile, do all that stuff. And you can put some of the information in ahead of time, but basically it's all 72 hours ahead of time. You put your flight information. You answer the questionnaire, you know, headache, fever, the normal stuff I've used to for the last two and a half years. And once you've done that, it generates a QR code. And then so we, when we landed, they wanted to there were six of us, and they just asked for my daughter's QR code, which was on my phone with four of us. I showed it to them, and that's all they asked for, and we were on our way. Oh. And I know they also had just reinstituted random testing when you land, too.
0: Oh, wow, really? Did, you... and so <laughs> did anybody test get picked?
1: You, and they'll send you on your way, and then they'll contact you after if you're positive.
0: Okay. Did Did you get picked for random testing?
1: No, I didn't see anyone from our flight get picked.
0: Oh, okay. That's good. And so the the arrive can, do you remember how soon before your arrival you had to fill that out?
1: It was, I th- I believe it was 72 hours. Yeah, and then yeah. It, it wouldn't let you do much until then, including flight information, which was kind of frustrating. like, you know, at least let me put the flight information in, but <laughs> it was 72 hours ahead of time, put the flight information, the questionnaire. They wanted to know where you're going, so they look up the address of the hotel. Yep. And then why we were there for, for you know, for travel.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, it, I mean, it, it it sounds a lot like the safe passage registration. It's just an additional step now that you know you have to take to sail out of out of uh, out of Canada. And we were chatting offline before this. I think that's that's probably a a, a protocol that's here to stay for a little while. I would think, um, but it is. But we'll see.
1: And, and you also need to be aware you have to do it again seventy two hours before you depart the wonder. Oh really. So said, You have to do it again.
0: Oh, so how did that work?
1: So, like, I just used the Wi Fi on the ship and this kind of went through the process again. I was able to do it all through the app and, you know, put where we we're staying. I just put this, it, it, it was kind of clunky. It didn't really give an option going to the airport. So, I just put like where we're staying at the hotel again or whatever, that address at the port. And it gave me the QR code. And we got off the ship, no one asked for it, uh, went through Canadian customs real quick, and that was the end of that.
0: Interesting. So what what happens if you don't have Wi-Fi on the ship? I mean, is it you just have to figure it out or do it whenever, as soon as you can when you get back, you know, get get cell service?
1: I imagine, I guess yeah. you do it the morning of Interesting. when you're in port, when you have cell servicing them. Yeah, you it's, you have to have the right can to get off the ship. And there's, when you're in the port before you leave, there Disney crew members making sure you have the right can app on your phone. Oh, okay. Like if you're from Vancouver or something, not realizing you need to do this.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And just in terms of Canadian COVID protocols, were there any, was there any times throughout your, uh, your, your your travels that you had to have a mask on, that they required you to wear a mask? So Canadian
1: airports still require a mask and public transportation areas. So that includes the cruise terminal. Okay. So once we entered a terminal, we had to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And once you got on the ship, you remove your mask. And then getting off the ship, you had to put your mask back on to go through customs there. And then back at the airport, you had to wear a mask again.
0: Got it. Okay. So I know we're sort of coming out of the Alaska cruise season, but I, you know, I've, I've been curious to hear about you know those different protocols. I've I've obviously been involved with, you know, understanding those and, and, and you know advising people on, on them. But it's it's int- it's interesting to hear from a um, from a cruiser's perspective how how it went. So thanks for thanks for sharing that stuff. So when you arrived in Kent, I think you went in the day before. Um, which hotel did you stay at?
1: So we yeah we arrived the day before and we stayed at the Pan Pacific, which was on top of the port there. Yep. We like staying there. It's super convenient. You know, In the morning, you get up, you take the elevator to the lobby area, and then you get another elevator and you go to the cruise ship terminal. And basically, it spits you out in the parking lot of the terminal, the underground garage. You give them your luggage right there, and you proceed to the terminal. It can't be any easier.
0: Yeah, I, th- and that's the reason that I, I pretty much tell everybody who asks me where to stay, you know, pre-cruise in Canada. Uh, I, I always tell them the Pan Pacific, just be, for that convenience factor. And it's cool how you can, you know, if you wake up early enough, uh, you can, you know, watch the the wonder come in from the previous cruise. Did you have a a, a room that looks out over the, the harbor this time?
1: Yeah, we had a harbor view. So I woke up about 5.30 and the ship wasn't there yet. Yeah. And then at six thirty, I look out the window, and I was there. So it's kind of cool. to Look out the window, and the shift right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Also, you didn't you you didn't see it uh, you didn't see it coming in. You just kind of saw it once it was already once it was yeah, already docked. I I, was
1: gonna, I I didn't see it anywhere at five thirty. So yeah. I was like, I'll get back in bed. And I can just dozed back off. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> that's right. Uh, lucky for you, though, it's on the same uh, same time zone. Yes, it is. Yes. So that's uh, that's good. It would be. I'd probably let's see. Be a little more awake for me because, you know, I'm used to three hours ahead of time. But, um, it's like
1: when we go to Hawaii. I'm wide awake. Yeah,
0: in the morning. <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's right. Yep. Um, so I want to first ask you, you know, once you got on board and all that stuff, was your first day a sea day? And Correct. then so you we- went to Tracy Arm the next day. Is that right? Is that how, it, is yeah, that how the so, schedule goes? Okay. Yeah. The,
1: the, the, we board the ship on a Monday. Yep. Tuesday was a sea day. Wednesday is a glacier day.
0: Okay. And do you, do you recall when the last time before this cruise was that you were on the Wonder?
1: We were there um, the same week of
0: 19. Okay. So it's been three, three years. years. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, anything different about the ship from, I'm trying to think if they made any changes between then and, and now
1: so actually i've been on the one there's been three years since we've been in alaska on alaska oh the that's right that's so, right but the, nothing from when we were there three years ago actually it, it was a month before it's a little refurb it went through where they changed the royal suites and a few of the other things
0: mm-hmm.
1: but we were on the ship a few months later that year so we've oh, seen okay. all the changes
0: gotcha so on your on your first full sea day uh how was the weather and what did you what did you do uh, on your cruise on your first day
1: um. The morning, the the weather, the seas were a little rough in the morning. Mm-hmm. Really. By lunchtime, they they calmed down, and uh, Lisa and I had we had a couple's massage scheduled, and we had a brunch we went to, and just kind of walked around the ship. Just kind of took most of the the you know, made the most of the sea day. So we yep. had a very rela- relaxing day. I think everyone kind of slept in a little bit. And,
0: yep. And how old Nick is? Is he sixteen or seventeen? He's 17 and okay. 20. Okay. And and so does 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 Nick like to go and hang out in oh gosh, now I'm gonna The it, vibe. The vibe. Does he does he do that at all? Or is he is he kind of hang so, out with you guys more?
1: So he's hit or miss. Yeah. And on New Year's sailings, he really didn't go there. And then when we we're in Europe, um Steve Creasy's family was there, so he hung out with Steve's son. They went quite a bit. And this time I didn't realize he had gone at all. And after dinner the first night, I'm like where are you going? Because I'm going back to the vibe. I'm like, okay, have fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. And Emily met up with the 1820 group quite a few times during the sailing.
0: Oh, okay. And did she connect with that group kind of beforehand through the Facebook group?
1: No, she just uh, I think one of the just like once, on the first they, once skated, they got on board. Okay. They kind of met, and they she said it's very not very structured. So the first time they went to meet up, there was a ship person there, like when the you know, the kids club type people and, uh, kind of said, told them, you know, Hey, this is the 1820 society. Introduce yourself. And that person left. Oh, <laughs> and left this group of 18 to 20 year olds by themselves. Oh and yeah. Them, but they ended up, you know, hanging out quite a few times. Yeah. They got into a little mischief, I think, but it's not like a good time.
0: Good. That's awesome. I, I, I asked you if they connected through the Facebook group, but I forgot 18 to 20 year olds don't have Facebook. So, <laughs> so they would, they would have been on there. Um, I, I know
1: one of the nights, one of the persons from the, the group she was hanging out would decide to start playing the piano in the atrium. Oh
0: yeah, really?
1: And it took a good fifteen minutes for a crew person to realize this person wasn't supposed to be doing that. Apparently,
0: no way, really. Oh, because the they, person I, was
1: good enough at the piano where it sounded like they should have. That's been what there. I was
0: going to say. If they if they're if they're good, why not just let them play? That's that's funny. That's funny. So you mentioned um you you mentioned dinner. I know you do a lot of um polo, um. Uh, when you're on your cruises, did you do any of the main dining restaurants uh, on this cruise?
1: Yes, we had we did three main dining restaurants oh, okay. on this cruise, and then three palo dinners, and then one dinner in the room.
0: Gotcha. Um, one of the things that I really like about the Alaska itineraries is they have that sort of um, I forget what they call it, like Taste of Alaska menu. Um, was there anything that stood out about the menus that you had in the, in the main dining restaurants, or was it just kind of, you know, what you're, what you've been used to?
1: I, it, to me, it looks like all the same stuff. The only different thing is one night they had the Thanksgiving turkey dinner. Oh, oh
0: yeah. Really?
1: Which I had. It, it's really good. So I've kind <laughs> yeah. of something different. I had that yeah, one yeah. night.
0: Really? Yeah, I That's funny.
1: up two on the magic. So I was kind of.
0: Yeah. That's funny the, the, that they're doing it uh, on a on an Alaska cruise during the summer. But hey, if it's uh, if it's popular and people really like it, they'll 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 serve it. Um, it
1: didn't look like many people ordered it, but it was it was really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so when I I really wanted to talk to you about the next day, and that's your visit to um, to Tracy Arm, and you know it, it's I it's cool how the ship kind of navigates up the the fjord there because you're really close to the land on both sides right and you can you can see pretty much everything from both sides of the ship and it you know it takes it really slow there's like icebergs in the water that are these like neon blue color um so it's really a really nice just trip up up the arm um first question is how was the weather on that day like could you see pretty clearly or was it uh, pretty overcast
1: it was probably the most beautiful day of our trip.
0: Wow! Okay.
1: And probably one of the most beautiful days of Alaska all summer.
0: Oh wow! So was it, it was, re- was it warm too? It as was Alaska goes,
1: degrees and, 75 degrees and sunny. It had shorts and a t-shirt on. Wow!
0: Okay, that's a that's a lucky day for for Alaska. That's cool. Um, and so once you got to the glacier, you know the wonder sort of stops there. You can see, you know, the Sawyer Glacier there in the back, but you actually. We're on the 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 glacier excursion, right? Is that what? it's is, yeah. what it is it called, called the Glacier
1: Explorer. Great, Ex- thank two, you. And they have two times. I believe it's twelve and four. I think. Mm-hmm. So we actually board the little. There's two little shifts that pull up next to the wonder. We boarded as we were entering the arm. Oh really? And, yeah, and so we board. We go in front of the wonder. They stop at a few places and stuff. And then the wonder passes us at some point. And so it's about an hour to cruise up there, and it was, it was a gorgeous day. Mm-hmm. We stopped once because there was orcas in the water, or there was a mom and a calf.
0: So that, that to me, is like one of the coolest Alaska experiences that you can have. I am and hoping were so badly that we... 50 feet from us. Oh, that is so awesome. That's like, it. you know, I have like a Disney Cruise bucket list. That is maybe the top of my everything bucket list I want to go somewhere and just see wild orcas I think that's like one of the things that I really want to do so when you uh shared those pictures I think you um, shared them on Twitter I I, just, I, I was just I thought that was so cool and, and and just an amazing experience for you to have so so when when the sh- when the ship noticed the orcas there did they kind of hang out and let you you know just see see what see yes. what the whales do oh wow they okay. actually turned around
1: and we followed them and so there was there was two ships, two little ships, and the first one spotted them first, and we, we both turned around and kind of sailed parallel with them for about ten minutes.
0: Oh, that's awesome! And I think that's one of the cool things about that excursion is, you know, when you're on the cruise ship, it can't just turn around and 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 navigate, you know, the way one of those smaller boats can. So the the you know the extra experience that you get from doing that, I think, is just is really cool. But I didn't realize you boarded all the way you know at the beginning of the of the arm and and kind of just so did you sail kind of with the with the wonder through the tracy arm
1: yeah we were always inside of it and then once we got close to the the actual glacier we went to left to a smaller glacier it called sawyer jr and we went there about 20 minutes and then we came out and it literally was like a mile and then we went to the big glacier and, and the wonders is parked there and we went, you know, right up close to the big glacier and we saw both glaciers calve. It was really oh, cool. Yeah. And then we, about a half an hour later or so, we headed back to the wonder and then the next group got on and they kind of follow the wonder out and they get back on the wonder when it's back the you know, out of the fjord.
0: Oh, okay. That was, that was going to be my next question. If, so it sounds like the morning one takes you into the fjord and the, the evening one takes you out of the fjord. Correct. Um, but that's uh that's pretty cool. Do you happen to recall what the cost of that excursion is per person?
1: Yeah, I believe it was 185 a person.
0: Okay. It's not cheap. Yeah.
1: But it, it was worth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a cool one. The you had sort of the opposite experience as we had in the in the in in the in the Tracy Arm um it was probably our coldest day of the trip. It was raining. It was windy. It was freezing. And we were like, it was all we could do to go up on deck to to take a look at the glacier. We we did get to see a calf. So that was kind of cool. We saw some seals over on the, you know, on the little icebergs off, off to the side. But um, we had a, a really freezing day. So to have a, a, you know, a warm and sunny day in, in Tracy Island would be, Uh, Would be pretty cool Did they bring a Like a chunk of the Iceberg on on board Like they usually do
1: They did on the Wonder and on the Little ship On the little ship They used the ice To make drinks They had a little Bar on board
0: Did they really I've been saying That Disney Cruise Line Should do that I was wondering If that was like Against the You know uh, Some kind of like Health code or something But I think that's A brilliant idea Did you try one
1: No I didn't I Uh, I, I didn't realize it Until we are getting Off the ship And someone About how bad The drink was (laughs) Okay. <laughs> but, but going I mean, back to the weather, yeah. when we were there three years ago, it was cold, freezing, and raining, and we had the Glacier Explorer, and we actually canceled it.
0: Oh, really? It was such
1: a miserable day.
0: Okay. And being
1: concierge guests at the time, we could do it this time, too. You can go on the what they call the captain's deck, which is under the bridge on the front of the ship. Oh, that's right. And also view from there.
0: Okay. So the, they're still doing that? That's still, Yes, they are. Uh, and okay. that kind
1: of expanded it. Last time, it was just the Royal Suites and the 2 bedrooms. Now it's all concierge, I believe.
0: Oh, okay. That's so cool. we missed
1: that because we did the early Glacier Explorer. The people did the later one. Did that and the Glacier Explorer.
0: How's the How's the view from there? Is it Are you outdoors or is it all interior?
1: You're outdoors and it's an okay. unobstructed view.
0: Oh, nice. That's cool. Is it? Where is that? Is it below the bridge?
1: It's right below the bridge.
0: Oh, okay.
1: You take some weird. You know, it's not. Guest access where you get, you go through corridors or crew only kind
0: of access to get there. Oh, that's pretty cool.
1: But on that, they'll also have like hot chocolate and cookies out there and different drinks for you and stuff. And on that time when it was freezing cold, it worked out because, you know, we had hot, it was nice because it was so cold and miserable. We were out there like 15, 20 minutes like, okay, we're good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that was that was the same with us. We, we we took our blankets off of our our stateroom beds. We were all wrapped up and then we literally had winter jackets on and it was still uh freezing cold. So we we didn't stay out there too much, so it was kind of a bummer, but still still a great experience uh at the glacier. So um your next day was that in Skagway? Skagway. Okay. And did you have a uh port adventure planned there?
1: We did. So we so uh, that night, sailing the Skagway, I woke up about midnight, I heard some noise, and I fell back asleep, and all of a sudden, I heard it again, it was a foghorn, every oh. three minutes. I looked outside, I couldn't even see the water from our balcony, it was so foggy. Wow. So we arrived in Skagway. So the ship's,
0: so ship's foghorn is, yes, is, is going off every... They blow the every, horn
1: every three minutes.
0: Oh. And you can so, hear it in your room.
1: Yeah, so we arrived in, you know, we were in <laughs> Decades. Imagine if you were in deck 2 or 3 or 4, it's not as bad, but it's yeah, still loud.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. So you and didn't sleep arrived much that subway,
1: night. It was very foggy, very rainy, and we had booked, I think it was called the White Pass Scenic Railway. Yeah. And dog sled and gold panning. Mm. So first they took us to the railway. And it's, we're going up the hill, and it's just, you can't see much. It's so foggy, and it's kind of drizzling. We get about three-quarter up the hill, and then we're stopped there. And they said, we waiting for a train to pass. And then a half an hour goes by they said, oh, actually, a rock fell. It was a rock slide because there's been so much rain there. So they were waiting for a work train to come up, so we couldn't move. So about half an hour later, a work train finally went past us with an excavator on to go clear the track. So we ended up just reversing down the hill oh wow so we didn't get to see very much but they before we even you know halfway down they said we're getting a full refund on that
0: yeah so we
1: got a full refund on that and then so we got back down to town
0: so hold on before so when you're because i did that i did the white pass and it's it's a one rail track up the mountain so how how could a work train like, we're go a, around a, you
1: we're a, 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 a passing siding.
0: oh i see there's okay. several
1: sidings where a train can pass so we had to wait because it had left, and we had to wait for it to go by us.
0: Got it. Okay. So it flew
1: by us, and by the time we got all the way back down the hill, like three minutes later, it was already back down the hill. It had gone up there, unloaded the excavator, cleared the rock, loaded the excavator back up, and somehow <laughs> caught up to us. Oh
0: wow!
1: So we got back yeah. to town. It was so I think a though, bit.
0: sorry, to cut, uh, I think they um, stopped um, doing that excursion for the rest of the summer, and and if someone uh knows differently they can correct me but i thought i heard someone say that they have discontinued that that port adventure because of all the rock slides that are happening uh up in the mountain so so uh,
1: there's a lot of yeah there's have so much rain there's so many rock slides there and at the port where the carnival and the royal ships dock there's been a, a huge rock slide there like a couple weeks before we went, you can see the scar on the mountain, and another one happened like the week we got back, mm. so that that port is in danger of being closed too because in fact, they are not using one of them because it's in danger of rock
0: sliding. Oh wow. <laughs> interesting, yeah something to something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, sorry, you were you were talking about the, the next part of your day in Skagway.
1: So we got back into Skagway, and it was still drizzling a little bit. But we got back on the on buses now, and they took us to a couple miles away to the dog sled gold kind of pan thing, into typical kind of touristy, you know, cheesy kind of thing. But the the kids really enjoyed it. They you know they we the, we, they teach about panning for gold and the history of the Klondike and all that stuff, and then. You get the pan for gold, and I think Nicholas, so then I didn't realize when you're done, they weigh your gold, and they give it to you. Nicholas got like $44 worth of gold. Oh, wow. Emily got like $18 worth, yeah. and I was doing it. I was kind of over it. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I never even collected any. So, <laughs> so they're excited to take some gold home, and then they yeah. have the, the sled dog puppies that first they take you out, and have some sled dogs all run out. There's like 16 of them, they're just happy to see people, and they're just, you're petting them and stuff. And then they bring the puppies out, and you get to hold each puppy. Everyone gets to hold a puppy for a couple minutes, and yeah. so the the kids really enjoyed that. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was a you know it was a nice afternoon after the you're stuck on the train all morning.
0: Definitely. So is that is it like a sled dog camp where they like training dogs, or is it more like a touristy thing where they just have a bunch of puppies there and you can go and, and play with them?
1: So I'm using camp in quotation marks <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because there's no snow there.
0: Oh, yeah, and, yeah. But
1: they are the, – the whoever owns this camp, I can't remember. The, it's a tourist company. They do own it they do, they do run the Irod and they oh, have right, a yeah. sled dog team. But they also said it's kind of too warm for the dogs there. So when they run mm. them there, they just run them for a couple minutes at a time because it's way too warm for them.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, that uh, – that, that port adventure is one that I'm going to, you know, look look out for on our, on our cruise because my kids we if you if you ever gone to like a campground or something sometimes they they'll have like a, a gold mining or a, a, a panning station where you just buy like pre-filled dirt, you know, and then they just rinse it through water and whatever treasures come out, they they get to keep those. My kids absolutely love that. So I think panning for gold uh, would be a big hit for them.
1: That's basically what this was. They gave you the pans with the dirt already in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was surprised there was actually any gold in there.
0: Right, right. But then
1: when my kids were doing it, I'm like, well, I'm going to scoop some more dirt from the bottom. And they, yeah. this guy yelled at me. He's like, don't drag <laughs> your pan across the bottom. So I meant that's where all the gold's at.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's that's what they used to fill the bags. Yeah. <laughs> So the fact that it was like um, overcast and rainy and cold, did that affect your experience at this port adventure at all, or you know, was it okay, kind of even, though, no, even it, despite the weather?
1: The just the fog when going up the mountain, if you you know, it wouldn't have been so bad. Even the train not going over the top, if we could see better, yeah, it was just so foggy. The rain right. really didn't affect much.
0: Okay, that's good.
1: Because even at the sled dog place, and it's all the gold sled dogs all in one location. Most of it's got a roof on it
0: you know, mm.
1: outside type things don't have like a, a a roof on it,
0: you know, so you just they they know the weather there. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Um so back on the ship, uh one of my favorite things about the Alaska cruises is they bring these local experts on board, you know, these these I don't even know what what they call them, but they like a naturalist. They, yeah, a naturalist. Thank you. And they have these presentations where they, you know, they have slideshows and pictures and really just take you through the different ports and the history of you know of Alaska. And it's it's just a really fascinating experience and something you know I always recommend if you see it on the Navigator that you should you know make a point to attend those. Um, and I say all that before I even ask you. Did you happen to to catch any of those those presentations on this trip? So they also
1: also had it on the TV screen. Oh, really? and could, Okay. And I can tell you it wasn't the same person from three years ago because three years ago I was very interested in listening to this person while we we're doing stuff or whatever. Yeah. The person they had this time was like
0: <laughs> less interesting.
1: Yeah, just yeah, it was not the great I'm sure he had a wealth of information. Yeah. But it was just kind of hard to listen to for me. And gotcha. I'm not patient personally either. I so, should tell you that. But yeah. The person three years ago was really interesting. I was, you know, excited kind of hearing all this stuff. This person is just like one of those teachers in high school. Where you like, just want to get out of
0: class. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> all all information and no uh, no you know delivery of presentation. Yes, exactly. Um, so, but they did they did still they yes. do continue to to offer those. Okay, so yeah, and I think
1: God, we actually saw him get on the ship. I want to say it was early in the morning of the glacier. So oh, I remember okay. thinking that can't be the pilot for the glacier, but it was a naturalist, and then later on, the pilot for the glacier came on.
0: Oh, okay, awesome. And then so, yeah, I I I highly recommend those those presentations. I, they usually do several throughout the cruise. So, um, you know, if you're if you're on an Alaska cruise, I recommend trying to hit hit as many of those uh, as you can. Um, so, but
1: going back to the Glacier Explorer. They also had a young man on there that you know, was kind of a college age kid. That was kind of their naturalist in quotation marks again. Oh, he was great. He had just you know, enough useful information, enough kind of to, you know, good delivery. Yeah, he, he he was really good actually.
0: Nice. So that's on that's on the on the yes. the the, the, the boat. Little boat. Okay. Oh, cool. That's good. So you're not just you're not just on there trying to you know figure out what you're looking at for yourself.
1: No, he was really good and about pointing stuff out and giving kind of history of stuff. Oh, cool. he was really good.
0: Oh, I like that. Yep. Nice. Okay. So after Skagway, I think the next stop is Juneau. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Um, Similar weather in Juneau as you had in uh, Skagway or did it improve a little bit?
1: So there was no rain, but I woke up to fog Okay. and my heart sank because we had a helicopter excursion that day. Oh,
0: that's right. I forgot about this.
1: And the day before in Skagway, I saw 10 helicopters parked there all day at the port, never moved.
0: Oh and so
1: we had a I think eleven thirty helicopter excursion. Yeah and by eight o'clock they had canceled the first two rounds of the helicopter excursion. I think there was an eight thirty and a ten thirty or something. Mm-hmm. But ours hadn't been canceled yet. And so I went and talked to the concierge and I'm like, Are they really gonna try to do this? She goes, they're trying their best. They're yeah. seeing if it burns off and it started burning off. I'm like, Oh, oh. we might get lucky here.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: By, like, 9.30, it was pretty good visibility, and then, like, 10 o'clock, it's like, I can't see the mountain again. Ugh. And so I think we had to be down at the O'Gills, I think it was, like, at 10.45 or something, and literally at 10.40, I got the notification on the app that it was canceled.
0: Ugh. That's terrible. So it Uh, was a bummer. That's that's so heartbreaking. Yeah, that is a bummer. So were you – was it going to be – just like a tour of Juno by helicopter or you were you going to go like land on a glacier? We were
1: going to go land on a glacier and see more dogs uh, and
0: puppies. Uh, so I wonder, so that's, I wonder if that was the, uh, the port adventure that we did. Were, were you, was it a dog sledding uh, yes. port adventure? Oh,
1: and, and one of the, and I talked to you two years ago when I was trying to book our cruises when it got canceled about your excursion. Yeah. And I talked to you this spring about it, you know, going back and forth. Disney on the website shows like maybe six different helicopter excursions. Uh-huh. As of this summer, there's only two that were available. Oh, so I don't know if operators went out of business or they were short pilots. Right, but there was limited options on the helicopter tours.
0: Oh, interesting. Because
1: hmm. we ended up like kind of changing it because like there was a we were going to do another dog sled one, but we had to, it was just a little different, right?
0: We yeah. Kept, Oh, that's that's too bad.
1: So I'm hoping maybe by next summer
0: they're back in full
1: force. I don't know.
0: Right? Yeah, that, that would be that would be great. Um, so, but it, it it sounds like maybe they don't just cancel like for the day. They sort of cancel yeah, they were, it they were as they need to. to. See, that's that's good.
1: And like three hours later, maybe it was like two in the afternoon. We're in Juneau, I saw a helicopter flying over. I was just like,
0: Ugh. oh no, really? It,
1: it did finally clear off about one in yeah. the afternoon.
0: Uh, so someone got to experience it. Yeah. So. At that point, did you try to see if there was anything else that was there available? Was a, or a
1: salmon bake available. Okay. And another panning for gold thing available. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Yep. So
1: we decided we were going to go just walk around Juneau. And Disney gets the worst dock there. You got to take – I mean, yes. you, you can walk. But it takes it's like 10 away. minutes or so, kind of like yeah. an industrial type next on the side of a road. See, there's a little bus that comes like every – it just just goes – it's a loop. In this loop, this bus takes you like – drops you off in town yeah. where the other two ships are usually parked during the day.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely the furthest away from town. But but I will say it was at that port when I was walking back to the ship from Juno that I saw this eagle, this bald eagle swoop down and grab a massive salmon out of the ocean and fly away with it. So I – I But I was, like, cursing how far, how far I had to walk right before that, and then this happened, so I'm like, all right, I guess it was worth it for me to, to, to go through all this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's very much like a little wetland around where that yeah. ship dock's there. We yeah. saw, I maybe mean, there might have been some seal and some other stuff going on. Oh, okay. We saw yep. quite a bit of sea life and fish yep. jumping out of the water and stuff there during the day.
0: So what, what did you think of Juno? I mean, did you... Did you spend much time there? Did you eat somewhere? Like, what did you do while you were in town?
1: No, we didn't eat because we had just eaten breakfast. And we thought we had on this helicopter thing oh, for like yeah. four right, hours. Right, so right. So we just w- walked around, walked into a bunch of stores. The kids bought some souvenirs. And mm-hmm. we walked around for a couple hours. It's and it's, it's a fun, nice little town. But yeah. Nothing super great or anything. It's just kind mm-hmm. of a little port town. and Yeah. By the time we were done, the weather was halfway nice. So we are probably back on the ship. I think we are back on the ship by 2.30. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you know one of the things that I like to do in these ports of call that I visit is you know do something local. So it's fun it, it it is fun. Obviously the the helicopter experience would have been amazing, but it can be fun just to kind of walk around the towns, get to know the towns a little bit. And I know there's a good local. crab. There's a yes. good crab
1: restaurant there.
0: Yes, and I meant we, to...
1: we're going to plan on eating at like after the excursion. Oh, oh yeah. But since we were in so, so early, we weren't hungry. We yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I I actually meant to look up the name of that restaurant because every time I talk about Juno or an Alaska cruise, that that restaurant comes up. Um, so I'll have to like find a way to post that or something because that that's the one that is the most highly recommended in Juno. So once you left Juno, then it's heading to Ketchikan. Is that right? And then there's yes. A, uh, so okay, the next so- day
1: was Ketchikan and. We woke up, and it was a little foggy, but not too bad, and it turned out to be a pretty nice day in Ketchikan. Mm. It rained late in the afternoon, but just kind of drizzled a little bit.
0: Okay. Um, did you have anything planned for Ketchikan?
1: No, because originally we thought we were doing so much other port excursion that we thought we – and we'd been to Ketchikan before, and we and last time we went to Ketchikan, we did everything out of the town. Mm-hmm. This time we just kind of just hang out in town, so we just got off the ship and walked around town for a couple hours. We went kind of to the other – more the not the tourist part, but the other, other part of the town a little bit, and then there's a fish restaurant there. We ate at last time. It's really good, so we ate there again. I think it's called the Alaska Fish House. It's okay. right there, a hundred feet from the ship. Probably it's kind of yep. like behind a building. Okay. And then we went to the lumberjack show.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. How how is the lumber lumberjack show? I, it's something that last time we were there we. We considered doing it, and we like, it. It feels like it would be sort of this authentic, like Alaska experience, where you know you're going to watch lumberjacks cut down trees and like race up poles or something. So how how was the the lumberjack uh, show?
1: Basically that. It's it's, it's yeah. a little cheesy, but we, yeah. we had a good time. It's, I don't know if you remember, but ESPN used to have like the lumberjack contest.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I picture it being. Is that so that's,
1: that's basically what it is? Okay. But they, you know, they have their little humor in it and stuff, and it's about an hour show. And
0: okay.
1: If we were next summer, I don't know if I would do it again, but maybe if I went two years from now, I might do it again.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it wasn't cheap. I want to say it was fifty or sixty bucks a person.
0: Oh wow! Yeah.
1: And, and they do have a couple. If you book it through Disney, it's not much more, and we didn't do one of the Disney ones. But if it's if the weather's good and you do it through Disney, they have like Goofy come out like a lumberjack outfit during the show. Really? But I know on this sailing that it didn't happen. It was raining. This that show was after ours, and it was starting to drizzle.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, so Disney sort of rents out a time or something and that's when they, yeah. you know, they yeah. have their shows.
1: Yeah, and Got so it. but if it's raining, they don't bring the characters then. So then you've it's the same show basically.
0: Got it. So, if I remember correctly, it's not far from where the ship docks, right? It's kind of
1: C- Correct. It's where the ship docks, there's some some stores. Behind the store is the fish restaurant, and behind the fish restaurant, the lumberjack show.
0: Okay. Yeah. So
1: I, it's I, it's it's a two minute walk, if that, once you leave the
0: gangplank. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was pretty close by. And then the other thing that Ketchikan is pretty well known for, obviously, is fishing. Um, I think I think it's like the salmon capital of the world, or something I, like that. I believe
1: that. It. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. quite a few excursions to take people
0: fishing. Yeah.
1: In fact, at that fish restaurant. If you sit outside there, you see people coming back in from their excursions with all their salmon and stuff. They're oh, all yeah.
0: Excited. Nice. And I think they'll, like, package they, it up for you and ship yeah, it still home. Yeah, they'll send it home for you. Yeah, yeah. So that that's pretty cool. That's that's something that a lot of people do. And then a lot of people actually go hiking in Ketchikan. I think there's some good hiking trails um, that'll kind of take you up into the mountains a little bit. So that's something that, uh, that you know, that we, we might try to do. Yeah. Um, when we go next summer but and there's also i don't know if you walked through it did you walk through um creek street
1: we it sounds familiar but i don't remember is that where the it's
0: i it's it's just like this i don't i don't even know it's just like a boardwalk almost and they got some little alaska like local shops on on the way and it's it's it is like a boardwalk but it says like creek street over it's it's just sort of like an iconic uh, Ketchikan thing that, you know, if you're walking through town, that's something that, that most people try not to miss.
1: If I, if I remember correctly, you either walk there or you can go through the tunnel. I want to say we went through the tunnel to get on the other side and came back on that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Um, so how long do you think you were ashore in Ketchikan for how many hours?
1: Uh, probably about five hours total, okay. I think.
0: All right. Um, and so as far as entertainment, uh, goes on the ship, do you remember which, um, stage shows were playing in the Walt Disney theater? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you go to any of them?
1: I have no interest. I don't have much. I've seen most of them. So yeah, I'm yeah. good. My uh, wife and daughter sometimes go. Oh, okay. I don't think they even went on this one.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. So you, your your cruise experience is typically a little bit different than kind of the average, you know, the average cruiser. So what what kinds of things um, and, and be, you know, I, I don't think I ever mentioned that you were staying in the royal suite on this cruise. So what when you're on board and just have some time to kill, what kinds of things do you know, does your family like to do just around the ship, um, you know, to to, you know, to, to keep yourselves entertained?
1: We do like to play bingo. My my daughter loves playing bingo. So uh, Oh, yeah? Every time there's bingo, Dad can go to bingo. I'm like, yeah, sure. We,
0: and usually the whole family goes. Yeah. You ever um, win I, anything, like, substantial?
1: We've won... In Europe, we won... I think Lisa won 300 or $400. Oh, okay. And we've won 300 or $400 before, and that's the most we've ever won.
0: Gotcha. Did you spend 300 or $400 to, to win that <laughs> over the course of the cruise? <laughs>
1: Probably pretty close.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It is fun. It is really fun, though. It's a fun atmosphere. The hosts are great. And, you know, there's obviously just something about the excitement of, of potentially winning uh, at bingo that that draws you in. Um, so you did and some then, bingo.
1: And then on sea days, I mean, especially in Alaska, I, I could spend hours just on our balcony just watching yes, the
0: scenery. Yes, yes, yes.
1: And so a lot of times we'd just all be out sitting on the balconies watching the scenery.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you see any whales or any, you know, wildlife on land from your from your uh from your veranda?
1: Yeah, we saw a lot of just regular gray whales. Yeah. Um some goats or something maybe one day. Oh, okay. Uh, no bears, unfortunately. But no yeah, bears. So I, I just love watching, you know, your the hills with all the trees or the snow. Or the, you know, yeah. Just, I we too. really I just enjoyed relaxing and doing that.
0: And and I love how quiet it is going through the inside passage as well right because the ship is moving really slowly so you're not getting the 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 noise from the the water and it's just there's no sound coming from the land so it's just it's it's really like a this like peaceful environment and it's just it's it's breathtaking so yeah that's one of my favorite things about Alaska too is just being able to I if you can have a a veranda on a on Alaska cruise, that's like the ultimate experience. I know that that's extremely expensive, especially the way Disney does their, you know, their Alaska pricing now. But if, you know, if that's, if that's a possibility for you, definitely. I always uh,
1: tell people, if you're going to you know, stay inside rooms, if you're in Alaska, if you can get a veranda or at least a port, you know, a, to see the outside is right. just, it's worth whatever money it costs.
0: Definitely, definitely. And especially if you have, you know, days where it's really cold or it's um windy or foggy or rainy, like to be able to just do it from the comfort of your own space is is really uh is really beneficial as well. So I
1: mean one day it was kinda cold and I was just in our room on the couch, sitting on the couch just watching the scenery go by and I was yeah. like you know, sometimes you're a half mile away, and sometimes like you're less than a quarter mile away from this huge mountain on the side, right? Yeah,
0: so, yeah, yeah. You're you're really close. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's an amazing experience. It really is. Um, and then, so finally, did you have a day at sea that takes you back to Vancouver, or did you go to? You didn't go to like Victoria or something, did you? No.
1: So the last day was a sea day, and it was just another kind of a lazy day. Um, I think I got up. I went for a run on deck four. Mm. And then we decided to get brunch in the room from nice. Powell, yep, which we've never done before.
0: Oh, no? That was your first time?
1: Yes. And so oh. they don't always do it for the Royal Suite. I mean, they, I think they, they try to accommodate you. And so that m- morning, they, they had to call and they said, hey, we know you have this many people in the restaurant today. Do you have time to do a brunch for – and they said no problem. So it was wow. kind of cool having brunch in the room because that way Nicholas can enjoy it too. Yeah. Since he's only 17. And so we had brunch in the room, and then it's a real lazy afternoon. I think we how, did, how, did,
0: how did brunch uh, in the room compare to, to brunch in, in, the, uh, in the restaurant? I mean, do they do a good job at bringing the food to you and it's still, you know, like fresh and hot and all that yes. stuff? Yes, they, okay. they,
1: they do a really good job of that. Yeah. And considering the way the brunch is run now where there's no buffet, mm. it works out pretty good in the room because it's like, you know, I, I ordered a wall. You're ordering plates anyway. Yeah, I ordered a waffle and a calzone. Yeah, and we ordered some pastries, and everybody else got what they wanted. So it kind of just, you know, the atmosphere is not quite the same. And right, but it was fun that you know this. I think my daughter's probably still in her pajamas or something. Who knows, yeah. right? So
0: yeah, I mean, and it's cool to game. just eat eat in there together as a family around you know like around a table. It's almost like you're in you know in a in a dining room at it your was house. Like, it was
1: like Sunday morning at home, right? We were yeah, all yeah, together. yeah.
0: Yeah, oh, I love that. That's that's really cool. I didn't realize that was your first uh, Apollo brunch experience in the room. So, um, so we, that's we pretty cool. We had
1: dinner in the room a multitude of times. Typically on cruises now, we'll have dinner in the room the last night, so we can pack and get everything ready and not be kind of stressed out running yep. around.
0: And yep. Did you go to uh, Tiana's place? Did you have dinner in Tiana's place? Yes, we
1: did. We we, we I made sure our, our schedule worked where we. My wife and I were in one of the, each main dining room. Okay.
0: Once. Yep. Gotcha. And what is? I don't think I've ever asked you before. How, what is? Your, what is your? What are your thoughts on the? You know the dining experience in Tiana's place.
1: So, Tiana's is our favorite on the Wonder. Yep. Rapunzel's our favorite on the Magic. Okay. Yeah. The other ships, I really don't have a favorite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, maybe you'll like uh, Frozen on the Wish.
1: Yeah. Or so, Arendelle.
0: Uh, I keep calling it Frozen. Arendelle.
1: So we're actually, we'll be there in a month. We're kind of excited to try that out. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So my wife's favorite is Tiana's hands down. And we and we liked the the menu on the last night, the, What's, the what the hell is the menu called?
0: I, I don't even know. I have never had the chance to, oh, okay. um, to, so to the, sail on the wonder with Tiana's place. <laughs> But I do really have beignets. Is that the menu that has the beignets yes, on it? Yes, it, it yeah.
1: has all the New Orleans style food. Like the up. New
0: Orleans flair menu. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. That's cool. And is it did you enjoy the menu? Yes. Yeah. Um and on the uh, just on the wish, are you do you have Apollo or Enchante reservation?
1: Well, yeah, we have several of each. And so
0: Oh oh nice. Okay.
1: I booked several of each, but I know we're gonna Cancel probably one and go to Arundel one night and gotcha.
0: so. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome.
1: I was kind of waiting to see what our dying rotation was and when Pirate Night was, and to try oh, okay. to avoid that at all costs.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Although Pirate Night on the Wish is a major improvement in the Pirate Nights on the other ship. So well, the menu, I, it, the menu is still the menu. You can definitely, you know, it's definitely skippable, but the actual event itself is definitely uh, a must-do. I think so. Um. Anyway, but we're we're not talking about the wish. We're uh. Once you were back in Vancouver, did you end up staying a night in Vancouver? Um.
1: No, we had a. So you flew out that day. Flight. I think it was okay. eleven thirty flight. So we yep. got off the ship, went straight to the airport, and it was mm-hmm. a it was a Canadian holiday that day. So I was a little worried. Yeah. But we got there in plenty of time, and everything worked out good.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your uh, your Alaska cruise experience uh, with with us I have written down several things here that I wanted to, to remember for next time so uh, thanks for the tips and uh, yeah enjoy enjoy the rest of your summer thank you you too all right I'll talk to you soon all right as a reminder you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dcl dude podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.